0: This is Gotham TV Podcast, episode 124, about Gotham, A Dark Knight, season 4, episode 19, To Our Deaths and Beyond.
1: I'm David Mazur, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Drew Powell. You are listening to Gotham TV podcast.
0: This is Robin Lord Taylor, and you are listening to Gotham TV podcast. Welcome back, Gothamites, to Gotham TV podcast episode one two four about Gotham: A Dark Night, episode nineteen of season four, to our deaths and beyond. Really yeah. does remind me of Toy Story. Yes, uh,
1: <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Buzz Lightyear,
0: <laughs> and I'm your other host, Woody. Yes. No, I'm I, Derek, I'm one of your
1: hosts. Yes, and I am John, one of your hosts on Gotham TV Podcast. Yes, welcome back Gothamites and fellow detectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we are on episode 19, so there isn't too far to go till the end of this season, and it is certainly... Uh, gearing up to be apocalyptic by the looks in Rish uh, Ghul's eyes to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And we are also on our traveling kit for our podcast.
0: So you may hear a few lawnmowers going past in the background on a gorgeous summer's day. Um, as we said these last couple of weeks with uh, Gotham being on Thursday nights and us having a few breaks over the weekends um, means that we have a little bit of a different setup. So hopefully you don't mind our chats uh, on a slightly different setup for the next couple of weeks.
1: Yes. Uh, and speaking of on um, on a break, as such, uh, Gotham will be on a break next week that's as right. well. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's
0: right. We won't have an episode next week. There'll be an episode the week after for episode twenty of Gotham. But I think, John, let's get
1: into this episode's discussion for episode nineteen: to our debts and beyond. Yes, Derek, in terms of the spoiler-filled review, what are some of the episode details? Well, this episode was directed by Scott White. He directed uh, episode 16 of season 2,
0: Prisoners Did Red Queen in season 3, which was episode 7, and also did Blade Path, uh, episode 5 of this season where we saw Rachel Ghoul uh, biting the dust for the first time.
1: Yes, so he is returning here with that blade in the gotham universe so yeah excellent stuff mm-hmm, absolutely and the episode was written by atura sosa
0: and peter blake two new writers to gotham for season four uh, peter wrote episode seven uh, a day in the narrows and episode 14 reunion and atura wrote uh, episode nine let them eat pie with that wonderful dance number yes professor pig excellent yes. stuff excellent stuff
1: <laughs> and john do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for the episode sure Nigma robs several banks to distribute the wealth to the Narrows, but Cobblepot tells him Lee is using him as a pawn. Nigma agrees to bring Cobblepot and Grundy along on his next robbery and kill Lee, but betrays Grund Obblepot and plans to make Lee fall in love with him. However, the GCPD arrives, but Lee gives herself up and allows Nigma to escape. Elsewhere, with Tabitha's help, the Renegade League faction uses Bruce's blood to resurrect Ra's al Ghul, who disdains Barbara's limited ambitions and tries to take back the power of the Demon's Head. Barbara fights Ra's, but returns the power to him when he threatens Tabitha's life. Barbara reconciles with Tabitha, while the female League members recognise her worth as a leader and continue to serve her. After a vision of cataclysmic event that will soon devastate the city of of Gotham, Raish resolves to remain alive and use the disaster to shape Bruce into a dark Knight of Gotham. Ooh, nice, nice. Yes, really good. I have to say now, I felt sorry for Raish being woken up there. He looks like me in the mornings, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, You know, I kind of just want to keep my head under a bit of a... Dressing gown and and I probably look slightly half dead as well. slight <laughs> like zombie uh, Rachel Ghul in <laughs> Yes, episode. exactly. Yeah. Yes, I love this zombie race Though he was fairly badass to be honest, mm-hmm. but uh, also Barbara did certainly stand up to him. And uh, you know her reasons for handing over the demon's head were um, very different than I would have expected to to have seen. Definitely, yeah, nice to see a little heart from Barbara. Yes, yeah. It's a long time since we saw some heart from Barbara. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into our top five case notes,
0: John. And case note one has to be N- Nigmakins.
1: Nigmakins, indeed. <laughs> uh, that lovely genetic cross between Lee Tompkins and Ed Nigma. <laughs> uh, yes, Nigmakins. Uh, on, on the rob, basically, yeah. on, on a robbing spree, they've targeted five banks, they've gotten a load of cash. Mm -hmm. They're distributing it around the Narrows. Um, GCPD are absolutely uh, wondering who this is, but it's part of a bigger plan from Nick where they will then attack... All the banks collected assets as they seek to try and secure them all in one place. Yes, is, always a bad
0: idea. It is, isn't it? This is pretty much the exact opposite of what you're told to do in security firms. Um, when you're having any kind of attack, you're told to not consolidate things, separate them out, put them in different locations. Yet this bank, Savings and Loan of Gotham, decided that they'd put... All of the banks together in one location. So it's probably easier to break in and take it, take it all. At the I same time.
1: certainly won't be opening a piggy bank with this crowd for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is, um, you know, th- th- this is nice seeing these two work together. And, and certainly I think, um, because of the connection it brings back with Grundy and with Oswald Cobblepot, mm-hmm. but also with Jim, you know, ultimately here now we have these, this grouping of, the Riddler or Ed Lee Tompkins, Grundy, Oswald Cobblepot and Jim Gordon where their lives have been so intertwined mm-hmm. and this uh, these bank jobs uh, and this robbery um, really just kind of has a, an, a good way of bringing these together to, to kind of now sort of smooth out and really settle where these characters are after all the craziness that's happened in this season so far. Yeah. Um, and it takes some unexpected twists and turns for sure it certainly does it certainly does i love the interrogation that jim's doing with the uh, director
0: of the savings and loan bank uh, i think it's quite interesting that harvey kind of calls him out on it if anybody else was involved other than lee tompkins would he really be this invested in proving that the director of savings and loan is actually a shady character or is it just that he wants to get lee off uh, this situation so um so he's really threatening her he's, he's using the real interrogation techniques that we've seen Jim Gordon use to try and get to the bottom of why would they be targeting savings and loan? He still doesn't believe that these... A bad guy, basically. She's, he still believes that she's on the right side. And we do find, in fact, that Lee is targeting them to get the money back for the people of the Narrows and to get the deeds to their homes back because savings alone have been accused in the past of uh, foreclosing on the homes of these poor people on a regular basis, illegally foreclosing on them when they haven't missed payments just so they can sell on the property or just so they can take back the property and get other families into debt. So, uh, so Lee is a bit of a Robin Hood character. Yes, uh, And definitely. using... Um, Enigma as her Will Scarlet, I guess, or as her... uh, Green Scarlet.
1: As her Green Scarlet, maybe? Green Arrow. Or a Ruby Green. (laughs) Yes, exactly. No, this is really nice. and uh, Yeah, I mean, Jim's interrogation, as you say, of the director, it it really sort of has uh, that feeling of calling out the bank for shady practices. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's not having any of it, the Director of Savings and loans. She really is like, oh, are we done here now? Yeah. Because uh, I'm not the one that's robbing my own bank kind of thing. Exactly. So, You're supposed to be working for me um, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, really good. But I think yeah. moving on to case note number two, uh, again, here we have Oswald and Grundy coming into this fray uh, of... Lee Tompkins and, an Enigma. And ultimately Oswald coming in with a warning. Uh, saying that Lee is using him, yeah, um, and that they are owed money as well. Oswald is owed money from Leslie Tompkins, uh, and so you know, can we have our money, please? Of which, then, it's no, we've already redistributed it. Yes, yes. But we have this moment where we think Ed Nigma is going to go against Lee Tompkins, where he comes to Oswald to say, actually, there is a bigger plan. We're now doing a big hit where it's about a hundred million each mm-hmm. uh, and i love the way oswald's eyes light up like christmas and he's like i knew there was something else so oswald at this stage does think that ed has come round to his uh viewpoint that lee is simply using him that he needs to be rid of her uh, and to really then i suppose come back within the uh Nigmogglepot fold <laughs> here uh, as not just the Nigmenkins. um so not just the Nygmakin's. Um so I really enjoyed this to see the you know the the, the betrayal on betrayal, or at least presupposed betrayal. I really like the fact that they had this time together because since Oswald re-released the Riddler back into um, Gotham and into Ed's mind, then they've kind of been separated again. Yeah. Obviously Oswald being involved with jerome uh, and and his plans but the other thing i like here is that we see the re-emergence of ed enigma in the mirror instead of the riddler mm-hmm. i like that reversal of the riddler also having the these schizophrenic bounce, and i think this is the first time we've really seen that yeah it's yeah. always been ed enigma who has had the riddler really forcing his will on uh him here it's the reverse of that. And I really, really enjoyed that.
0: It is a very confident version of Enigma that's in the mirror though, differently than what we would yes. see in the past. We would have seen a very cowering enigma being overpowered by this smart guy in inside his head, the riddler. Uh, what we see here is much more of a taunting enigma saying, You think you can do this without me? You think you're the one that's really in love with Leslie Tompkins? That's actually me. I'm the one controlling you. So so really cool that they have these these two things. One of the other sides that I really love of this is Oswald's saying I knew there was another plan when he finds out about the 100 million each. He then goes, well, that's the reason why I didn't rob all the money from you in the first place. I was going to just take all the money, but I knew there must be a bigger plan than just a couple of yeah, hundreds. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, it was quite cool uh, seeing that. Uh, we know Grundy's being brought along because this is the next plan since the Velasca twins' um, plan didn't work out for Oswald and Grundy. They didn't get any money out of that in the end. This is the next plan to get some money so that Grundy may return to Butch Gilzean uh, with... Being able to pay for the work that hopefully will be done by Professor Strange whenever they find him, so it's quite a quite a huge tiered plan that uh, Oswald has in place that might get Grundy back to his old self. And um, they've still got quite a lot to do if, there's, if they're going to finish it by the end of the season, don't they?
1: Yeah, but like a trifle, there is layers of betrayal here, <laughs> so that simply. Um, it doesn't quite turn out how Oswald wants. In the end, they get locked away in the vault, although Grundy, obviously being there for the muscle, is starting to prise those bars apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Enigma has turned on Oswald and Grundy here and has gone with Leslie. He's he's seeing that as the viable alternative here yeah. for for the two of them. But ultimately then, and this is where we have... The GCPD surrounds this bank facility, Mm -hmm. and then we have this whole moment where Lee effectively gives herself up. And this is where Jim is very matter of fact, where he cuffs her and reads her the rights that she has and puts her in the back of the police car.
0: Yeah, and this is after the admission from Ed that effectively he knows that Leslie may be using him but doesn't care. He'll convince her that he's the one for her uh, in future. And there is that moment between the two of them where you feel there is some sparks. There's Definitely. There's something going on there that we might see in the future. Uh, Really good stuff in here. Um, Really enjoy that there's that these interplays with characters. I think those two characters, particularly this season, um, Ed Nigma and Leslie Tompkins, have been working together so well. Really good. It's been great to see them because I think it was one of those moments at the beginning of the season when you saw Leslie kind of on the down and out, knocking back bottles of whiskey and and tending to people's wounds in uh, in Cherry's Club. And it was kind of going, ooh, this is a real change for the character. But now they're at that stage where they're working really well together.
1: Yeah, and it's really opened up another side to Gotham, which is really excellent in terms of giving the writers... O- options in terms of developing storylines i I really like the whole thing around the narratives that's happened uh, in this season you know it's expanded it from just simply this underworld of gotham it's given it a focus um as well as you know adding to sort of you know the the rich man's club like the court of owls or Mm -hmm. or the secret organization like the the league of shadows uh, and as well from just simply with the GCPD and Wayne Manor, those elements has really helped to um, add different routes for these, these criminals yeah. to interact with Gotham and the GCPD yeah. and Proto Batman. Absolutely. Yeah. it been really good fun. Speaking of Proto Batman, let's go on to case note number three tabs
0: teaming up with Selena and Bruce to try to save Babs. We kick off this moment with Bruce in his Ford Mustang, the brand new one that he got for his birthday. Cain in it down the road, really trying to impress Selena with that really muscle car sound. I love, <laughs> as Selena goes, does this not have some kind of silent mode? And it does, yes. It she has, does, she has yeah. It's a excellent. Batman silent mode. And Selena, very impressed. You can tell just by the look on her face that she gives a little smile and goes, show off to him. But yeah. she definitely <laughs> likes it. She definitely really enjoys being in this cool car. Um, but it turns out to be a bit of a trick. Yes. We find out that is actually going to use the blood of the man who killed Rachel Gould to Bring him back to life. Now we've had a lot of the last season talking about uh, the spiralling of Bruce Wayne after murdering Rachel Gould, that had a huge, terrible effect on Bruce. He turned into basically a bit of an arse um, to everybody around him. Fired Alfred, was drinking every every night of the week, sleeping around, partying all the time, and not caring about anything anything that was going on in his life because of this death of Rachel Gould. And now Rachel has been brought back from the dead. So the big question in the episode seems to be, is Bruce going to kill him again? So he has killed him once. It had a huge effect on his life. And you see the protection around him from Selina and from Alfred as to, well, now that he's back, well, then that kind of negates the mistake that you made in, in killing someone. Um, or not the mistake, but what you
1: feel is a mistake. But and then you don't have to do it again. Yeah, but Bruce believes he is the one that has to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say, the resurrection of Rachel Gould was fantastic. It was really good. Wasn't it, it was really well done. Yeah. I loved the kind of hand coming out of the coffin, mm-hmm. still kind of regenerating from the blood of Bruce spilt on him. And even just initially, the the way it started to just form back up the from the skull uh, and the skeleton to yeah. being this hooded figure, uh, seeing those kind of deathly w- s- sort of white teeth. It did look like death. You know, yeah. you just expected a sickle to be held in one hand. Uh-huh. Really excellent. I was thinking of Mumra from The Thunder Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Really something like that. So good. Um, I must say I was well impressed with how that was achieved. And I loved Rishal al Ghul. In this form, um, you know, still trying to get the demon's head back, but still being this kind of, yeah, kick-ass mumra, uh-huh. uh, from Thundercats. Yeah. Um, really superb, uh, aesthetic, I think, here. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. And seeing, you know, Bruce's look, uh, on his face being tricked by Tabitha, really wanting to do anything but spill his blood on the, the skeleton corpse yeah. of, of Rachel Ghul and all of that all all these emotions flooding back, I thought it was done really, really well.
0: And I was wondering whether they were being quite lenient on him, just kind of taking a little bit of his blood to bring back Raish. Like you would kind of think if they killed him completely and took all of his blood and gave it to Raish, would that have regenerated him more or something like that? Are they actually not being as bad as they could have been to Bruce Wayne? Do you know what I mean? Is is Would have been, you know, they kill him and then and then transfer it to Raish? Because I think we saw Raish come back from the dead in the past and it was... The blood of the person that killed him was poured over him to bring him back from the dead. So, um, so interesting. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued as to whether they were actually a bit more lenient on Bruce than they could have been. They could have cut off an arm or something like that. Or you know? slit his throat, or exactly. His throat, but then exactly. there would be
1: um, no Batman. Well, of
0: course, of course, so, of course, they, they would have. They had to do this.
1: And but. I'm wondering to what extent the League of Shadows are aware of this connection that Rachel Gould has with Bruce. Anyway, mm-hmm. you know, the whole purpose before he was mustering the League of Shadows in order to. End Engineer that attack by Bruce and him being the cause of his death. So I think, you know, there is this intertwined aspect to Bruce Wayne and Rachel Gould. Absolutely. um, from the comics uh, and that has been developed here in in Gotham as well so yeah. in that sense really good but what they do realize then is that they need to get that dagger back that mm-hmm. um was used by Bruce first time in order to slay Rachel al Ghul uh, which leads to a fairly fine moment in the uh antiquities uh area of the embassy for Nanda Parvat um which was very Indiana Jones I really kind of liked it Indiana Jones meets Mission Impossible with Alfred and Tabitha <laughs> teaming up to distract the guard and the um the gatekeeper of these antiquities for Nanda Parbat yeah. um whilst uh little Kitty Cat the little Selena Kyle goes all Tom Cruise Mission Impossible mm-hmm. at the back Really, really enjoyed it. It's really good fun. Love this scene. So much fun. I love the idea of Alfred and Tabitha being a
0: couple. The whole plan that they have is that apparently, under the nose of Bruce Wayne, they're basically going to take this knife and go and sell it on so they can get money for them to go off and run away. I love the conversation that they have where they're just twisting and turning around the idea that Bruce might not know about this and... Uh, the minute the curator gets gets a whiff of it, he starts calling Tabitha a chippy, which I have no idea <laughs> yeah, what that could possibly mean in the UK, a chippy is basically where you get your fish and chips absolutely it's where you get your uh, fish and fries, French fries yeah. um, so I don't know what that means, but I love that it, for the first time, Alfred, who usually comes up with these kind of phrases, is looking at him going. What's that supposed to mean? Is that some <laughs> new word for bird? Is that what you mean? <laughs> really good fun. Um, lovely scenes. And again, you get that little kind of nod and wink in the background from Kat as she's hanging down from the ceiling uh, on the on the wires, picking at the, uh, the knife and going back up again.
1: Absolutely. So. And the other great thing about this is as they're developing this plan and Alfred says to Tabitha, you know, because it is still also a bit of a reluctant team up mm-hmm. uh, where he says, yeah, we don't want you to stab us in the back again after uh, obviously Tabitha had done her ninja knife throw to uh, and and got the knife in the back of Alfred uh, who then fell into the back of the dumpster so and there's that kind of slight sort of uh, uncertainty from Alfred and and a bit of a, a reluctance um, and suspicion from him that he thinks he is going to possibly end up with a, a, a knife wound back in a hospital yes. somewhere in Gotham. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: I do like that he uses his uh, his acting skills to uh, to do a little heart heart attack in front of them all, having a little faint uh, in front of everybody. Uh, nice little moment from Alfred again, showing the stuff we talked about before, where Alfred's got these skills where he's where he does like to act. Out of part and acted a role, uh, the things he was trying to train Bruce to do last season, and they all failed. But uh, but we're seeing Alfred's acting side quite a lot uh, this season so far. It's been been good fun.
1: But yeah, and then Raish comes to life, and yeah, goes really ninja kickass on um, a number of the. The female sort of side of the League of Shadows. So he does. He goes to to Barbara there, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I suppose this kind of moves us on to Case Note Four, really, where um, Raish I've come to bargain, yes. and there is a lot of uh, moving back and forth in time at, at one point. But before that, uh, Raish comes to to Barbara and ultimately explains to her that she is not the person she thinks she is and yeah. and actually that her ambition has been severely limited she doesn't have control of the demon's head she can't utilize it other than a big flashlight as they've been saying yeah. And that he is hugely disappointed um, and will want to take it back. And if she is not willing to give it to him freely, then he will rip out her throat and, and kill her and, and take back the demon's head by force. But he is repelled on that initial visit. But a lot of the female League of Shadows uh, are taken down here. I thought the fighting here was fantastic. Yeah, it was cool, yeah. Um, yeah. Real kick-ass. They make their escape. Um, and ultimately, it comes to a head at the sirens bar uh, where Barbara has to face him down.
0: But there's also some interesting stuff in there. The fact that Race is telling her that the painting that's that she's been staring at from the beginning of the episode and last last episode, the painting that she's been staring at of herself for Raish is actually just a painting of a whore. And he broke up with her directly after a painting. Didn't believe that for a second. I must admit, you don't usually get a painting with somebody that you're only spending a couple of nights with. It usually takes quite a few weeks or even months to get a portrait like that painted of yourself. So pretty unlikely that, that was true. But, but Bob starts to believe him. Bab starts to, um, to not have confidence in herself. This is where the breakdown between Tabs and Batman Babs comes, um, where. Tabitha doesn't believe that Barbara would ever not believe in herself. So the fact that Raisha's is trying to pull these tricks on her all the time um, kind of undercuts her ability to to rule and her ability to see where she's going in the future. So we do see throughout this episode that she starts to get that confidence back. And that's why they have the big battle, effectively, between herself and Raish, because she's not willing to give up the powers, no matter whether she isn't a descendant of this queen that was sitting at Raish's side or whether she's just happened to get this from Ration, it was an incorrect choice of his, she's holding on to it because she can see her potential. Even if that potential is just to be the leader of Gotham, she still thinks she's worthy.
1: Yeah, but this is a really nice point as well, is that, you know, this is where Tabitha and, and Babs uh kind of reconnect again, mm-hmm. Um, you know, were. We have a whole range of different shifting possibilities here with team ups. Um, you know, here we have Selena choose Tabitha and Barbara over Alfred and Bruce and yeah. and that stings Bruce. And I really like Selina. She is such the pragmatic um catwoman uh in the making where she says, it's not about size, it's about taking down Rachel Ghoul. And I thought that they had the best plan with the knife to lure um Rachel Ghul uh, to the sirens where Barbara would attack him. But then when she's there, she realizes that actually the plan is maybe only paper thin from yeah. from Barbara. And suddenly this is where she decides to leave Selena and mm-hmm. go back to Alfred and Bruce to try and get them to come to Barbara's aid to be an additional element of this plan that there's multiple aspects to it. But this is where Tabitha then really says, as long as you believe in yourself, I'm here with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she is the one, as you say, that calls it out and tells her to get a grip that barbara has always been um someone who believes in herself really strongly yeah. and i think with this barbara takes nourishment from tabitha's real uh, supportive words here mm-hmm. but ultimately tabitha stays with her and um, while selena makes these other plans to bring in alfred and bruce without the two of them knowing yeah. so it's almost like a surprise attack on on Rash when it happens mm-hmm. I really liked all this toing and froing between these different alliances that happen here because I mean ultimately once they have the dagger Barbara betrays them by shooting the tyres out on, on Bruce's uh, Batmobile no she steals his car that he just got for ah, his okay. and shoots Alfred's car um, so yeah
0: his brand new birthday present oh, the awesome no. Ford Mustang he got one drive on it with Selena <laughs> to show off and then it got stolen by uh, by bands. well
1: hopefully he gets it back
0: now so harsh so harsh but you don't leave a car like that sitting around Gotham I even thought that moment when they were driving up at the start to meet up with Tabitha he leaves the lights on the car and goes inside I was like uh, this is Gotham man you've got to really take care of yourself." <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> but yeah there is that great moment when unfortunately um, when Barbara used the knife against Ra's al Ghul. It doesn't work. Have that little funny uh, comment from Raish. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch
1: as he gets I love down. that. Really good moment. So, so much. Uh, it was so good. But we get a bat save here.
0: We get uh, Bruce running into the room to grab the knife and try and try his best to attack Raish. but he's the one that knocks Barbara out of the way, so she's saved at that moment. Um, but yeah, we get, as we said, this this case note is called Raish, I've Come to Bargain because we see Barbara's new Paris where she's able to see the future because she's under a moment of stress, as explained to her earlier on. Well, with the knife straight through her back. Yeah, yeah. she, she realises that she's able to now see the future. And she has that moment where she sees the death of Tabitha, her partner and her comrade-in-arms for these last few seasons, uh, gets her throat slit by Raish in a future that can be changed by Barbara. So uh, that's what ge- makes Barbara give up power of the demon's head um, by transferring it back into Raish. So really interesting that she would take this this opportunity to side back with Tabitha and lose the power that she felt was uh, was hers and she was destined to have and give it back to Raish and recreate our old Raish Al Ghul.
1: Yeah, but she, she loses the demon's head, but she keeps uh, and brings on board the ladies of the League of Shadows mm-hmm. who return under her command because they have seen that she can master the power of the demon's head. She can fight like a warrior because there is that moment where she is actually kicking ass with Raisha oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yes, he had the upper hand up until she could then move back and forward and anticipate um, what was happening in the present yeah. by having seen it pr- previously in the future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was beginning to kick ass and it was only Raisha's desperate attempt by taking Tabitha and threatening her life, that Babs uh, ultimately gives up the power of the Demon's Head back to to Rachel Ghoul. And yeah, I mean, he, she maintains the, the ladies of the League of Shadows. Yes, it's quite interesting, isn't
0: yeah. it? Yeah, I like, I like that. I like that they come back. To her side, so we're still going to have this internal civil war in the League of Assassins and the League of Shadows. Uh, kind of interesting that we'll see the men versus the women uh, going forward, and we have Rachel Gould back at full power. So um, really cool that they had this as such a central point in this episode. Uh, the League of Shadows are really important in the Batman mythology in the in the comic books, in the movies. We've seen them in the past. Without the League of Shadows, we probably wouldn't have a Batman. They're the one that they're the ones that train Bruce in the ways and the arts of uh, of surprise and of uh, of magic, effectively, that he uses. Uh, in some senses, magic's probably not what he would call it science, I suppose. <laughs> but it's really good that they brought this back in through, uh, through Barbara. It's a bit of a shame she's already lost the power. I thought there was going to be much more to the character. I think we were talking about possibly her being a, a very... Uh, he- Big character within the League of Shadows, but that's still possible.
1: I think. I I think that that is still possible. Um, I think there is still something there between Barbara and Rachel Gould that Mm -hmm. it might not just simply be these two factions fighting it out. That there may be some connection there, and I think um, ultimately, yes, is that commentary from Rachel Gould that she's a whore or not? Mm-hmm. You know, I think, as you say, I think that's probably him using different forms of, of manipulation yes. to trick her. Um, and so what is um, Barbara Keene in that picture? Yeah, like uh, he, pro- does, he does come back to her at the end of the fight and does
0: say, no, you are actually important. You always have been important. I didn't make a mistake in choosing you, but he's still going to take the power back. And that's when she says, thank you and stabs him, so uh, Stabby
1: Babs back. So, yeah, Stabby Babs. Yes. Um, but ultimately, moving on to Case Note 5. Oh, yes. Yes, we see Raish um, has a vision of the future of Gotham, and it is Bernie fiery chaos, yeah. ultimately here. Yeah. Uh, really interesting, and he breaks the knife uh, that has been used to kill him in the past in front of, uh, again, Bruce Wayne at Wayne Manor again. The security systems are failing totally <laughs> here. But again, this relationship between Rachel Gould and Bruce Wayne, this connection, this connective tissue uh, about the future of Gotham, comes to the fore again, uh, as we've seen in like Batman Begins, as we've seen in the comics, and I, I think it's a really interesting development for for Bruce's character, and certainly I think given now another breach on security at Bruce Wayne, I think it is imperative that they get the secret bat cave. I think they do. Yeah. Or panic room, as we <laughs> might call it. I think they do. And they need a lot of security as well, definitely. Um, there
0: is, I suppose, some semblance of this in the comic books. Um, very big story arc. And it's the name of the final episode of the season called No Man's Land. Um, the effect- Effectively, No Man's Land is where Gotham has two huge... Um, problems that happen. A big earthquake happens, and a huge, uh, a huge amount of death of citizens of Gotham happen all at the same time, leading to Gotham being cut off from the rest of the country and being effectively shut down by the government saying that nobody should live there and this leads to all of the villains of Gotham taking it over and Batman having to be a vigilante in the city. This was also used a little bit as inspiration for The Dark Knight Rises when uh, Bane cuts off the city of Gotham from the rest of the country and tells, tells them that it's now owned by the people and the government can't come in. Uh, so a little bit of that. So we are expecting that that episode of Gotham at the end of this season which will change it up forever is going to be Gotham having a huge um, fiery death storm coming in, as race has predicted, and that will cut Gotham off from the rest of the country and it will be it'll become start to get ruled by the the villain so uh, so this vision is quite important at the end of the episode i don 't know whether it was important enough to interrupt that tender moment between Bruce and Selina. I was absolutely hoping for it—the kiss to finally be planted between the two of these these characters. Uh, it felt like a really special moment. I love that um, that there's a little smile on Bruce's face where he realizes finally the two of them are on the same side again. We've got them back to where they they should be. And then you realize Raish has been creepily watching on for the whole thing because he recites something that Selena had said about two minutes before. And to Bruce, he says, "Oh yeah, the girl was right. This is what uh, this is what I'm going to do." You go. um maybe you should have interrupted them <laughs> a little bit before but <laughs> a lovely moment and it does mean that we see
1: selena and bruce on the same side again for the last couple of episodes of the season
0: anything else in case now five john
1: i think just simply to wrap up that you know Ra's vision portends to um, a fairly chaotic gotham and from whatever that may come from i suspect it might begin with jay Yes, there's
0: a very good possibility that one of the J's that we've seen so far on the show uh, may be returning uh, to create more chaos in Gotham. Uh, That's our top five case notes for the episode. Um, Just a couple of notes, really, for the episode. Just some great lines in here. I absolutely loved the moment with Leslie Tompkins and Jim Gordon, where Jim walks into the club and she goes, You're looking well for a guy that got shot four times. He goes, You saved me, Leslie. She goes, well, I just killed Sophia Falcone, so I was in a pretty good mood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Loved that little moment from her. Um, and again, yeah, the chippy moment from uh, from the curator of Nana uh, Nanoprop Museum was uh, a funny little moment in there. Um, overall, got the moment of the week of all the things that went on in the episode. What do you think, John?
1: I think for me it was definitely the raising of Rachel Gould. Mm. I thought it was just really nicely done. It felt really epic, yes. actually, for this character. Yeah. Um, and I loved... Uh, until he was fully regenerated, I love the cloaked figure with the sword. And um, I thought the fighting scene when he was being attacked by the the League of Shadows, the the female faction of, of the League. I thought that was awesome. Absolutely. Cool, yeah. Really, really cool where Barbara's running for her life to get out of there and escape his, um, his violence and, and what he wants to do. Uh, really excellent. So for, definitely for me, moment of the week is the raising of Raish.
0: Yeah. And I think for me, just the twist, um, on Oswald and Grundy by Ed, cause it just felt like Ed had already done his twist on Leslie. Um, I felt that he was finally breaking away from Leslie, but I love that it is another twist on the Oswald Ed relationship where he locks the two of them up behind bars. It's not going to be long before Grundy gets out of there, but, uh, but it is quite cool that we have another twist on that relationship again.
1: Yeah, I think the interesting thing, um, I, I felt, you know, will Grundy and Oswald be captured by the GCPD at Possibly. that, uh, yeah. bank as well? Yeah. Um, and maybe is it just that Ed has betrayed all of them? Perhaps. Possibly. Yeah, perhaps. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, I know it didn't look like that as Leslie and, and the Riddler part ways and, and Leslie goes to give herself up but ultimately there's Grundy and Oswald in the bank vault still. The GCPD are running into the bank to secure it. Mm-hmm. Leslie's just been put in the back of the uh, police car. So actually will this be the case where the Riddler is the one that has managed to betray all of them? He's sitting at
0: home and has piles and piles of cash
1: realising how smart he really is. And I've got some
0: Character of the Week. I think I'm going to nominate Leela the leader of the Ladies of the League of Shadows. Yes, I think so. Because there's so many L's in there. She's played by Shiva Kalaselvan. In the last couple of episodes, she's been quite central to the story, and it seems like she's going to be around for a bit of a while uh, on the show. Um, I like the fact that they started the episode with her challenging Barbara, throwing the knife through the head of the portrait. Yes. Uh, Nice little moment at the beginning. And she just seems to be a good character to kind of push Barbara into the leadership role she feels that uh, that she has to be in. And now knowing that they're now a supportive
1: uh, ladies of the league. Uh, yes, for, she has pledged Barbara. her support to Barbara mm-hmm. despite having lost the demon's head. So really, uh, yeah, really interesting stuff. Yeah, definitely for me, I think that is a great character of, of the week. Excellent, excellent. John, how would you rate this episode of Gotham? I would give this four and a half... Rachel Gould coffee mornings out of five. and um, certainly this was great. Uh, by coffee mornings because it looked like he had just woken up from a really bad sleep and needed a lot of coffee. Thank you, Jeff. Yes, just some explanation there. I love the fact that it just dropped the whole Jeremiah and Jerome. Uh, plot from the last episode and moved it into this totally different area Mm. which was still amazing another completely different side of gotham here it's not the crazy chaotic one it is one that is trying to bring the order it is this balance of order and chaos in gotham and it's not just the gcpd or bruce wayne that is looking to bring order it is also the League of Shadows, but in his own way, Oswald and the Riddler in terms of controlling the underworld yeah. as well. Yeah. You, know, you saw how uncomfortable Oswald was in the presence of Jerome and his chaotic, crazy plan, at least how he saw it because he was shut out yeah. and what it wanted to do. And so I thought this was really, really good. I love Rachel al Ghul. I love bringing it back to Bruce and his trauma of killing him and having to kill him again I think with Babs, Tabitha and Selena all coming together as well. But again, shifting loyalties, Tabitha and Alfred teaming up, Selena going against what Alfred and Bruce wanted to, but then coming back. I mean, for me, Selena is literally the, the most sensible and pragmatic one of these. Pragmatic. Uh, yeah. 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 She, she really will do what she needs to do to sort out the problem, which is Rachel Gould, not Barbara and Tabitha, mm-hmm. which is how Bruce sees it. He sees these different sides, so I like this difference between the the two yeah. um I thought it was excellent, so yes, yeah. four and a half rich al ghul coffee mornings out of five
0: yeah and it was also nice to see Jim and Harvey back together again as uh, good old partners working together. I felt they were quite sidelined in the show for the first time in quite a while that their scenes seem to be very small in this episode, there's only about two or three scenes with them. Um, Jim has always been quite central in the show. I thought it was quite a nice departure just to have uh, other characters take over as central, particularly Barbara. Barbara Keane getting a big storyline yes, here in this definitely. episode. It was Really cool. Uh, really, really enjoyed it overall. Uh, let's get on to some feedback, John.
1: Yeah, definitely. Our first bit of of feedback comes in through email. Uh, you can send any thoughts or comments on any episode of Gotham or indeed the season just over at feedback at Gotham Tv Podcast.com. Uh, our first bit of feedback is from Dylan Meyer. He goes, hi guys I must say I really love The League of Shadows taking centre stage this episode because they really do play a huge part in Bruce's upbringing in a lot of Batman's numerous iterations. This internal power struggle in the latest episode gives a different take as to how The League affects so many different characters' choices, such as having to choose sides and even foreshadowing Bruce's role in the pending doom that faces Gotham. Raisha's favoritism of Bruce is extremely interesting, especially given how the League say the demon's head can see the future. Mm. On your last episode of the podcast, I feel you may have hit the mark with Barbara being possibly set up to give birth to Talia Al Ghul. Raisha's admitted Barbara was special and how Talia and Bruce have a romantic connection in the comics. This could explain Raish's favoritism of Bruce, because Raish could see Bruce as an exceptional heir to the Al Ghul family, mm. given he becomes the man he is capable of becoming. Even calling him the Dark Knight, Knight and heir, it just makes sense. Uh, excellent. Really good uh, points here, yeah. Dylan. Um, I think certainly, you know, as you say, the tie-in between Bruce and the League of Shadows and, and Raish Al Ghul and obviously Talia Al Ghul, it, it is a, 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 tangled web of interaction there and i think this is certainly starting to explore that yeah yeah totally agree dylan goes on line of the week for me is actually two lines from alfred when he is standing in the back of the scene commenting on selena's reasons for turning over the knife to barbara saying she's got a good point there master bruce (laughs) (laughs) after selena says she didn't want bruce to become a douche again after killing race a second time and when selena says Who cares about size when there's only race that needs to be stopped? To which Alfred comments again, another good point. I found it hilarious that he isn't even part of the conversation and he's speaking for all of us. Absolutely, that was really comedy gold from uh, Alfred uh, in this episode. He was really good at this episode. He had loads of great, great moments. Those are two really good ones. Thanks for that, Dylan. Dylan's moment of the week for for him is Selena's Mission Impossible-esque rope drop to recover the magical knife and giving a genuine smile as she is being pulled back Mm -hmm. up. It appears as if Cameron was having a really fun time filming that scene. As always, I can't wait for the next episode, but this time it's two weeks away. Thanks so much
0: for those thoughts, Dylan. Yeah, I loved that moment with Salina. Really, really good fun.
1: Thank you so much, Dylan, for all those points. Really interesting stuff. Um And certainly, yeah... Um, how the League of Shadows Rish al Ghul and Barbara and Bruce how they all mash together is fascinating definitely
0: definitely uh, we also got some feedback over on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Gotham TV podcast if you want to come over and join us there for the last few episodes of the season uh, go on ahead Claire Payne says it was a very good episode two very good plot stories Charlotte Bain says, Oh my god, Bruce, Alfred, Selina and Tabitha, that was just a great interaction with each other. I felt bad for Bruce being horrified on Rachel Gould's return. It was non-stop action. When he deepens his voice, Bruce is Batman. So courageous. Barbara, her thirst for power, could have killed her and Tabitha, but she cared for Tabitha and finally gave Rachel Gould's demon head back. But what's interesting is the League's women come back to her. We'll see what's going on in the future. Ed and Lee, that love. Bonnie and Clyde thing—it's a soap opera at its best. Great to see Butch and Oswald together again. Funny, before leaving, Ed said he didn't have anything against Oswald. Butch or Solomon Grundy is going to get him. Lee just enjoys
1: damaging Jim, doesn't she? She certainly does. Um, It—I love the little Machiavellian smile that Lee Tompkins has these days. Um, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Shall I? Because I'd say Bruce and Selena
0: were about to kiss, and then Rachel Gould blocked it. It yes. really did. It felt like a choice, didn't it? It felt like he could have waited 30 more seconds, but he wasn't going to. <laughs> and then telling Bruce about the future Gotham and the catastrophic future, but he will be the Dark Knight rising.
1: Love, love, love this cinematic episode. Derga John, love you guys as well. Ah, thank you so much, Charlotte. Um, and thank you for the, the comments as well. Yeah, this really was cinematic. Mm-hmm. It really uh, played into such large themes about the origins of... Uh, The Dark Knight and Batman as well. So really fantastic stuff. Louis Jesus goes on and says, It took me by surprise when the Riddler turned on Penguin. I didn't see that coming. This show is so much fun to watch. Yep, I must say I was a little shocked when Riddler turned on Penguin as well. (laughs) And I'm wondering now, has the Riddler ultimately turned on the Penguin, Grundy, as well as Lee Tompkins and has made off with what so it was at least 400 million mm-hmm. uh, dollars that he's gone off with so it'll be interesting to see whether he just lets lee languish in the cell at the gcpd precinct i really like that Todd. good
0: good call thanks so much for all of the feedback uh, this week as john said if you want to send us any feedback email us at feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com or pop on over and join us on our facebook group
1: and of course please head on over and subscribe Leave a review, rate us uh, over on your favorite podcast catcher of choice. Please share the love, share the podcast to bring uh, some more listeners on board and of course if you want to direct them anywhere you can send them on over to Gothamtvpodcast.com, and go to our subscribe section and you can choose any good or evil podcast catcher of choice to listen to gotham tv podcast
0: absolutely we will be back again in two weeks time uh, since gotham's on a break with episode 20 of this season of gotham season four called that old corpse <laughs> oh race which corpse is it going to be? Is it going to be Raish? Is it going well, to be, will Jerome be back yeah. on another slab again? Uh, you never know. There's been quite a few corpses in uh, in Gotham. I think it probably is going to be Raish, though.
1: Yeah. I wonder if it's going to be... Ouch. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back again soon. Yes. As always, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm off to go and have my coffee morning with Rachel al Ghul. Uh, and after that, we will speak with you again next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> I'm David Mazur, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Drew Powell, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast.
0: This is Robin Lord taylor and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast.